0: Hello and welcome. Uh, This is uh, one of Storage Switzerland's 15-minute flash webinars. Uh, One of the hardest things that I have to do is uh, get a webinar done in 15 minutes, but we'd like to get Kristen to the point. Uh, So joining me on today's uh, webinar is uh, Jonathan Combs. He is the Vice President of Business Development at Operavi. John, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having us on to talk about this.
0: Hey, uh, super quick. Why don't you give the folks like uh, 20 seconds on what you guys are doing over at operavi
1: Yeah, operavi is a uh, intelligent multi-cloud data management platform, um, and that's fancy talk for uh, we make sure that your data can migrate from your on-premises storage uh, to any number of, of cloud locations based on the you know importance of that data, right? So we help you make sense of the data you have. Uh, help define any personally identifiable information, and then make sure that data goes to the right place um, and can be managed over a 10 year retention period. Awesome. So let's, uh, John, let's jump into it. You know,
0: you and I, we we just recently did a webinar uh, with you guys on GDPR and data privacy and all that kind of good stuff. In fact, if you're watching the the event here, there's a link uh, to that. You can get all kinds of more detail on that. and I know that you just came back from a conference uh, that where we talked about this a little bit, where you guys talked about it, and I think I feel like almost every day I'm talking about GDPR or CCPA or something like that. So, you know, there, there's there's two big ones that sort of started everything. Actually, uh, I've got it backwards. The South African thing came first, but it didn't really come into effect. GDPR is, I think, the one that got everybody's attention. Um, High level, uh, John, what, what's the, the key elements from an IT perspective that we need to be paying attention to when it comes to GDPR? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I think it all starts with kind of knowing knowing what you have, knowing what data is sensitive, knowing where your, uh, you know, your business data, uh, how it affects people in, within those environments, and then you've obviously got to put in safeguards and action items for people, you know, for things like the the right to be forgotten, uh, specifically, um, yeah. Okay. And I, and I
0: think the other thing that's interesting there is, you know, a lot of other regulations, I mean, clearly this is not the first set of IT-related regulations to ever come up into existence, but uh, a lot of the prior ones were very focused on uh, data protection, and they generally were focused on a specific data set. Like, you know, HIPAA would be f- focused on healthcare-related data, um, uh, the, the various financial regulations typically were focused around, uh, you know, financial data or interactions with uh, clients and things like that. Uh, these, these type of regulations, they're kind of broad sweeping. They're, they're, they cover everything,
1: right? Yeah, they, they definitely do. I mean, California uh, data privacy law specifically actually excludes HIPAA data. So if you're, if you're a hospital, uh, good for you. You don't have to worry about this nearly as much as, as everybody else um so but uh john let me interrupt john let me interrupt real quick
0: hang on i got a special graphic just for the californians in the house there we go um so yeah i I put that in there i was uh I, i paid extra for that um so if you're not watching live there's a big uh california sign now on the map uh but and i think that's you know before we jump into ccpa and some of the specifics i think. This is important because, you know, I think there's there's some U.S. companies that have kind of worked under the guise of well, that's this is a European problem, and we've tried to explain that it's really not, and now we're starting to see, you know, U.S. versions of this uh, occur. So, sorry to interrupt, but I want to put that massive graphic on there and uh, let you continue.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean. Um... I'm going to be really surprised if other states don't start following the same type of regulations that California has, has benchmarked, um, and, you know, the especially with things like the CORA b- breach and the uh, Starwood Group, the Marriott uh, breach recently. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I think I, I was on a panel in a room of 200 people, and, and almost every person rose their hand when they asked if they've gotten the data breach notification, so uh, our our data is out there, uh, unfortunately, and and uh, lawmakers are, are going to start to feel the pressure to to start to regulate this. Yeah, and I think
0: um, so. So real quick, I, where I cut you off, you were mentioning that the California uh, law um, uh, excludes uh, HIPAA data. Can you finish that thought for me?
1: Yeah. Um, so I was. There, there are some special things within CCPA which uh, would take probably, uh, you know, a, a longer, a longer format to, to really go through. But some of the things that are found specifically in California, um, you know, the the data consumer privacy act, or things like uh, if someone opts out for, um, you know, information, it also covers the sale of that information, which GDPR doesn't. Um, you know, there's. Uh, you know, it, it establishes specific communication channels. So there's there's much more than just, you know, storage and, and software at work here. There are uh, massive policy implications and massive changes to websites and, and all that that are going to need to happen.
0: Yeah, I, I think what's interesting to me about CCPA is it's indicative of, of how this is going to progress. Because I think that there, there are, as you just said, right, there's aspects of CCPA that uh, GDPR didn't cover. And I think as we go down the, the list here, the next one that comes out, let's say there's one from New York, for example, um, it, 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 they'll, they'll pick up some more stuff, right? And and my, my big fear from a U.S. company perspective, we may look back and say, oh, man, I wish we had GDPR, because <laughs> my I, <laughs> I fear is we're going to end it. We're going to end up with like fifty different regulations, and it's going to be an absolute nightmare. I I don't under I don't know how we can now avoid not having a federal law that covers everything, because otherwise you're going to have fifty individual mandates you're going to have to manage, and it will be an absolute nightmare. I think.
1: Yeah, you know that's right, and I uh, I think a lot of people aren't terribly concerned about regulation under the current administration, um, but. Uh, <laughs> That uh, That's going to change, uh, you know, at some point. You know, I'm not going to get ter- terribly political. But, uh, yeah, as, as that changes, you know, um, regulations are, are going to as well. And I think as businesses kind of cry out uh, towards state regulation, um, you know, the Fed's going to have to step in and provide some sort of, of global uh, regulation as well, global in the, in the U.S. sense, you know. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm, I, and I, you know, I think to your point, I think eventually this becomes a, a, a worldwide thing, just like you know, and obviously we have the ability to navigate different policies as you deal with it, but I think it will have to be a country-level thing because otherwise it's just going to be, just real messy, um, you know. So let's talk a little bit, John, about kind of what what do all these regulations mean? You know, let's kind of cut to the chase on it. Um, I, I will tell you that neither uh, GDPR or CCPA are uh, exciting reads. Um, but I, you know, like my take one my first impression when I read GDPR cover to cover, um, was, it wasn't crazy. You know, I, I mean, there, my fears a lot of times with government regulations is it's like, oh, come on. but there wasn't really not much in there that made me go, well, you know, I, I mean, I, a lot of, if you read GDPR is sort of good old basic data management, what are your thoughts?
1: yeah i mean i i think you might be unique in that aspect i think a lot of uh uh vendors out there and a lot of uh people you know in in the space are going oh man you know i've got a i've got a few years to to figure this whole thing out um, i think specifically you know what do you do with with users' rights to be forgotten um is is particularly challenging in a in an i t landscape
0: yeah i i agree with that i think um I probably was okay with everything up until the point that I got to the right to be forgotten uh, context, But, and I don't want to kind of set you guys up too easily here, but I, but I think, again, if you are, it, it, you know, this always comes back to me, it's always frustrated me that we look at, you know, traditional legacy backup applications as also our archive. I, I, you know, I was in a room full of people speaking a few weeks ago, and I said, how many of you people have, um backup retention times greater than two years and every hand went up yeah why because yeah. i i can show you i can show you study after study after study that says 99 percent of the data in a backup is is never recovered after the first uh, two days right so yeah. um you know it really to me that's what i mean i'm talking about data management now i i think one thing i don't want to get too far away from is clearly each of these regulations make uh, data protection and disaster recovery uh, a high priority. They also, as you mentioned, and I don't have on here, make data security um, a a, a key thing. Um, From a a CCPA thing, anything unique there along the lines of data protection, disaster recovery, and security?
1: Uh, It it adopts some similar regulations as GDPR. Um, You know, there's safeguards in place such as encryption, things like that. Uh, it, it does it is a little bit more toothy we'll say on data breaches. Um, so you know if if data is exposed um, and you know even if that data is encrypted, it, but it's exposed with you know the potential of, of encryption keys being leaked or metadata uh, being leaked that could that could be personally identifiable. There's some pretty big teeth to, to the California law. I mean the, the minimum fine is twenty five hundred dollars per record. Right, so GDPR is kind of like, ah, it's a percentage based on the minimum fine of this, but it's percentage based. So, uh, you know, looking at Starwood Hotels specifically, the Marriott Group, which just you know released 500 million names, if we do some quick math and say, okay, you know, five percent of those people are probably in California, and then maybe one percent of them of the of that five percent is is on a uh, is on a privacy list. You're looking at a 625 million dollar fine minimum, right? Uh, if if you can't address the the uh, uh, the issue quickly, that fine goes up. If anything is found intentional, like you ignored it for whatever reason, uh, or you had unreasonable protections in place, that fine can go up to 7,500 bucks per record. I mean, that's that is uh, massive yeah yeah i totally agree so let's let's wrap up with this one and you
0: kind of touched on earlier but you know one of the big challenges here is the right to be forgotten we did a whole webinar on this uh so again the link is in there um but you know again traditional backup you know i just say, look you just can't use it for retention the the way traditional backup applications store data uh, is counterintuitive to being able to extract john smith from the middle of a backup job right um The problem is that Archive really can't be used for backup, but most Archive solutions don't have a consistent way to rapidly get data to them. Uh, So so we really need a new approach, and and that's where kind of we ran into you guys. Um, So um, do you want to give us sort of just in a minute uh, or two, do you want to give us a quick high level on, on
1: what you guys are doing? yeah I mean uh, the the graphic is is helpful here but basically we've got a combination of architectures that that work together to provide to provide granularity right so um, the the platform is, is designed to not only help you address data protection from an unstructured data standpoint but also really prepares it for that long-term retention um, it's a new methodology that looks at uh, individual records um, or individual files as uh, unique objects, um, so with that we can do content-based discovery with context, uh, we can do metadata discovery and, and really deep searches on the data to help you discover that and then give you options like you know, remove uh, out of, the, out of the, uh, the archive or even the backup. And what allows us to do this is our proprietary um, you know, pruning engine that, that, again, can look at sub-file increments and remove those from a backup set without corrupting the, the retrievability of files that, that might not have to do anything with, uh, with a private private record.
0: Yeah, I, I, that makes total sense. I think that, that method is just going to have to be required as, as we go forward. So, the, um, so I, I think that kind of wraps it up again. What we wanted to do is give people just a real quick, concise... Uh, overview of what's going on. Uh, give you some resources. All of those are in the attachments and links section. If you're watching the uh, webinar, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, they'll be down below in the show notes uh, when we put, put, push that up. Um, so all that, all those resources will be there for you. Um, the um, the last thing I want to put up is a contact information. Uh, so on the sl- on the graph. Uh, on the left, uh, you'll see the storage Switzerland contact information. On the right, all the Aparavi uh, contact information. And, again, all of that will be, if you're listening to the audio-only version, all that will be in the show notes as well. Uh, John, thanks very much for uh, joining us today.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having us again, and uh, we'll look forward to the, the next time we get the opportunity to, to chat.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, and I want to thank everybody for listening. If you're uh, listening on demand, um, Again, uh, you can use this contact information. Uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, there'll be a comment section uh, down below the show notes. And of course, you can always tweet us at Storage Swiss.
1: Uh, I'm George Crump, lead analyst for Storage Switzerland. Thank you for joining us today.